The Working Artist Project is brought to you by Second Line Arts Collective. Learn how you can support at secondlinearts.org. We're creating a platform for those who are curious. One that tells the story from the artist's perspective. Moments in time, captured from the innovators who are reshaping dance, music, theater, and the visual arts. This is The Working Artist Project. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The Working Artist Project. We are so happy to be here once again this Monday evening. Darian Douglas, how are you? Gregory Ajid. Hey, man. What's up, bro? You you all right, man? You you good today, man? (laughs) I got a unicorn and rainbow. All right. Hey, yo, Greg, Greg is bringing a unicorn magic tonight, man. I wish y'all, everybody can't see this because uh, some people are uh, got their ears and not their eyes on this. But for the people who do got their eyes on the check, Greg out, man. We, you know what? We're going to start selling those. We're going to go to our website in the next few days and you can get a unicorn hat just like Greg. How about that? Yeah. Or, <laughs> hey, shout out, shout out to the actual company that I bought them from, Spirit.com. It's pretty, hey. uh, got, got all kind of cool running gear. So. Beautiful, man. That's dope. Man, all right, we got a lot of we got a lot going on. We're gonna catch y'all up on real quick before we get into the show. Um, as you guys know, um, our summer incubator is right around the corner, June sixth through June seventeenth, and we we got the one and only Marquise. Marquise Hill is our special guest artist, and um, man, if if you want to be a part of this, you got to go to our website and register as soon as possible because we only have twenty one spots available, and we only take in the top one percent the thousands of people that's going to apply for this so go to secondlinearts.org and check us out go ahead greg so check us out if you know any young people between the ages of 14 and 23 who are interested in learning about music interested in developing their careers interested in learning about the music business industry practices um got a growth mindset cool you know send them our way we'd love to work with them for the next couple weeks over the summer it's a great educational opportunity and Darian and I are especially excited about this. This is going to be the first time we're in person in two years, I believe. Oh, man. Goodbye, Rona. Goodbye. <laughs> Bro, so so check it out. Today, today, Greg, you don't know this cat, but I do. I know him very well. We've been on the road together for many, many years, kicking it, playing some, some beautiful music. And uh, his name is Matisse Picard. But just to give y'all some, some background on Matisse, he's, he's a French He's French, believe it or not. You can't tell from his accent, you know. And uh, he he kind of he grew up in England and France, and then I think he moved to Pittsburgh for a minute, and he went to Juilliard. And I mean, you know, he's he's a true virtuoso on his instrument. Um, Matisse Matisse is interesting because he he blends uh, all kinds of music into one that you would think wouldn't go together. I'm gonna let him tell y'all a little bit more about that, but uh, without further ado. Let's welcome Matisse Picard to the Working Artist Project. What up, Matisse? Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> hey, Darian. Hey, Gregory. How's it going, y'all? Thank you for having me on your show today. Yeah, bro. Man, you know, it's been a long time coming, man. We, Me and Matisse, we've had many, many conversations uh, <laughs> in the back of a van, airports, fucking about all kind of shit, right? Yeah, no, we have, we've been chatting, like you said, we've been on the road, so we've had 
we've been wanting to do this for a long time, you know, yeah. kind of have an official discussion. And it, it just so happens that life has made us being prepared for the whole Zoom situation. So we're ready. Like, I'm ready for you in this energy. <laughs> Zoom life, bro. Um, so check it out. You got a new brand new record. Sorry, go ahead, Greg. What'd you say? What'd you say, Greg? Around because I know if you all spend all that time together in a bus, you probably have the answer to my original question that I asked before we went, we went on air, right? <laughs> yeah, no, we're gonna stay away from that question. Everybody, Greg's been on some shit tonight. We just gonna <laughs> <laughs> they didn't hear that, but uh, but but check it out. Let's let's I, I do okay. Let's start at the beginning a, a little bit, Matisse, because you are a unique unicorn to play on Greg's theme tonight because you, because you didn't really, you, you're French, but, but you have this English thing happening and you got this American thing happening. Can you kind of tell people how those, those, those <laughs> things blended together? <laughs> yeah. Um, this true is kind of like what's going on. Um, what it's just follow the, it's just really the story, right? So born in France, and then when I was three, I moved to the States for like a couple of years, first in Chicago for one year and then in Pittsburgh for another year. And then I moved back to France. So at the point of being six, I lived, I was France, lived America, came back. Then I lived in France for a little while, moved to Scotland when I was 10. So then that took me back to the English speaking energy because I was losing my I was losing my English, you know, I was like eight and nine living in France and, and like just only speaking French. And my parents knew the importance of continuing the practice of speaking English. Right. So that's why that was part of the decision of moving over to Scotland, you know? Okay. And they made the right choice because it, you know, it helps, you know, I, I, when I meet people, for example, like French French folk who come who who love being here, but they can't speak like uh, a drop of English. It's like, ah, oh, man, it's it's difficult to maneuver in this world because everyone speaks English, you know. Yeah, and you know what? That's something you and Greg got in common. So in common, man. Man, I think my internet's all crazy right now. Yeah, go ahead, Greg. <laughs> Your internet, you going out? What'd you say? Sorry, y'all. Um, Matisse, what did your parents do that that they were able to move so much back in the day? Um, well, it's really my dad and his um, uh, adventurous mind, right? He's a. They're both doctors, right? Although they both used to be musicians when they were younger. My dad used to be a rock drummer in like a French prog rock band. Mm -hmm. And my mother played a classical piano. But at the time he, and he still is very much in this energy, but he like created this machine which helps uh, the operation of, and the surgery of knees, because he's an orthopedic surgeon. That technology kind of, take the leap from the 90s of having like nine monitors to just one machine so his take on that and that took him to america which took us there but then we moved back and then moving to uh the uk was also with his surgery so we were able to follow him 
um, there. But then afterwards, I, I left at the age of 11. I went to boarding school in England for music um, uh, when I was 11. So then at that point, I left my family. And then it's been my own journey since then of what happens uh, in my life. And since then, I've been living in actually an English-speaking world. Right, but, right. But what I was living back then, right, I was talking more <laughs> like this, you know, and they'd be like, oh, mate, just, just get a drink, mate. <laughs> I was I was going to say, Matisse, you know, Greg, Greg is French also, but he's French-Hawaiian because his parents are French. But they moved to Hawaii and then moved to New Orleans. So, you know, if y'all at any moment y'all want to break out into the French, man, don't worry, bro. You know what I'm saying? So what's funny is like when I when I grew up, my parents spoke to me in French, and when I went to preschool, I could not speak English. <laughs> wow. My parents started. My mom decided, okay, I got to speak to him in English now, and she completely stopped with the French. So I don't, you know, fluency is not my thing, but mm-hmm. I do have it in my subconscious deeply, you know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, bro. Okay. So, you know, that's, that's interesting, man. And I, I'm glad you did one of your accents, man. I was definitely going to be like, yo, Matisse, we got it. We got to get into some accents before, <laughs> we, <laughs> before we get off today, man. But okay. So you did all that, man. You came, you came to Juilliard, you, you smashed that, you played with Wynn, blah, blah, blah. He's boring. I don't want to talk about him. I want to talk about you because you're more interesting than all those fools, man. So, so then you, you get to New York and you kind of, getting to your own circle and, and creating your own music and you're merging like techno stride piano and every other kind of music, right. That you kind of heard into this new style that you created. Right. Uh, I, I don't really consider it to be a new style. Like, Hey, here's a new, here's a new, here's new music. And it's a new style, like a declaration of new vibe. Uh, uh, but I'm totally, yeah, that's totally what happened with uh, uh, creating an output where all these interests are coming together, you know, from these different parts of my life, hmm. uh, learning about all kinds of music, you know. Um, so classical music when I was living in France and electronic music when I was living in the UK or even uh, some jazz, some like stride music that I discovered on my own while I was living in the UK, uh, that all of that is very connected. Uh, to this point in time, because for example, when I moved to um, Juilliard School there, I discovered all kinds of new music. And every time when we started working together, we discovered all kinds of new music, but <laughs> very much so in these projects that we're talking about, it's about uh, trying to just find a place where a little pocket exists, where it can something unique and beautiful can be created. Um, that's it's a it's free, you know. It's it's uh, because there's so many options out there, <laughs> you know. Yeah, so no. many things you can fuse together. Mm. Yeah, Matisse, like having having studied in French University, like Juilliard. Like how, how does, is there like a difference in the way music is taught in those three places? And, and like, did that inform the way you, you approach conceptually how you play? Uh, it, well. Tell the truth. 
<laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know. We gotta know. I'm just so curious because it's. I mean, it just seems like three different worlds, and and you're just so curious how those 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 um those experiences can like completely inform your perspective. I, I'll tell you that all of these three these three different systems of academia. First of all, we're all wonderful. Like. I'm very grateful that I've I've had the opportunity to to be exposed to so much cool knowledge and to learn all of that. However, they the three of them as systems of education lack one thing mm. uh, in 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 the teaching of the music, and it's for me like a a true awareness and acknowledgement of the 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 humanity of playing music the soul of playing music uh beyond technique harmony theory and sort of explaining the life aspect of playing music mm -hmm. uh, that that was never really talked about in all three of these places and and for that matter they were all similar in the sense that they were all rigorous in, about the theory, which is very important, you know, cool. And the history and a program and a system and sort of this, this mashup way of creating something. But within that, it sort of left this possibility of openness, which is what I'm talking about with music, which is expression and your voice and your individuality within a community and you know kind of on that level yeah I, i'm glad you kind of you, you you bringing this up man because I, I do know that you're one of the most spiritual people that I, I that i've ever met and and so i'm just curious how that has informed your create creative process uh uh i think mostly meditation uh, I'm not, I don't know if I, I don't know if I could say I'm a spiritual person, <laughs> but like, but that we all I we have a spirit, you have a spirit, and and you too, Greg, and we connect and we have a good time. Good. <laughs> you, you got one too, man. Right. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, but for me, it's a. It's just a joy, a joyful way of living for me to try and always gain a deeper insight as to what is going on and my place with it and the, within time. And there's all kinds of practices that help with uh, kind of seeing things in a by stepping back in order to make decisions. And right. I, my mother, I, I'd say is she's super religious has, has is very much into this kind of stuff. But the way that I incorporate that with my music is, I mean, that's like a super, like we can go really, really super deep in it, but maybe if I'm trying to come at it from a, uh, I like to um, 
mirror things uh, in different practices throughout the day. So if I'm meditating, which is just for me being in the state of meditation, which is just being open, you're letting stuff flow, you're breathing, you're you're either focused on loving something, which is similar to prayer, or you're just back into the flow. Well, you can mirror that while you can feel that sense of flow that when it's time to create your piece of music and your, your piece of art, so that you then know the difference whether you're truly in that place of emptiness and egolessness. And that's when spirit, there is space for spirit because the ego is out of the way. And because you've practiced that through meditation, it can inform the quality in which you do whatever activities. So in this case, practicing music, you know, or shedding a, uh, shedding a concept or playing a gig and, and getting in that space and, and practicing being in this space of awareness through meditation. Mm -hmm. And many musicians have said, you know, playing music is a state of meditation. Uh, Wynton Marcellus said that, by the way. <laughs> Brought to you by Headspace. <laughs> and you know, it's funny, as, as you're, you're saying all that too, like, um, you know, I, I studied with a, a great musician, clarinet player named Alvin Baptiste here in New Orleans. Right, right. He would, he would always had these beautiful sayings and he, he was a practicing uh, Rosa Krishna. So he was like into deep mysticism and uh, Gnostic Christi uh, Christianity and things like that. But he always had this beautiful saying that I love. He said, the information comes in the silence. And when, as you were speaking on meditation, uh, that, that kind of came to me in the moment too. And, and how, man, back when I was in high school too, I, I remember like cats would talk about the zone. Oh and, yeah. Same and, as, um, uh the soul is it the same mm. thing as soul oh yeah. yeah you hit the zone man and yeah i remember like having that that moment too when i was when i was in high school too i mean i don't know if the solo i took was any good but but i remember hitting that 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 zone just speaking of where everything you become present in the moment you become receptive to what you're listening to and, and you're just kind of you're, you're immersed in the moment right um, man, it's just like I, I, you know, it's it's funny too as you're as I'm listening to you speak on like you know um, how just again in in music education we're always dealing with the theory, we're dealing with the tangible, and we're also kind of dealing with the intangible, and it's that's like a tough dichotomy as a teacher to to bring both sides to the table to help the the growth of the musician and the growth of the, of the person, you know? Exactly, exactly. Mm. And great teachers can do that and do do that, you know, within these systems. Like we were talking about these teachers earlier. Um, the, they, those heroes do exist, you know, people like yourselves, you know, pe people who do come, you know, in these different programs. But it, as systems, it's, it's hard uh, when you're working against systems that don't really have that in place. Yeah. Did you, did you have a mentor or a teacher that, that really inspired you to get in touch with that? In yourself uh my mom mm. my mom definitely my mom uh and then through that then different books and different teachers and different connection points you know um uh, yeah 
it's 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 a constant growth the be- the beautiful thing greg and you don't know matisse it, that one thing that i admire about you most is how open you are you know because i think uh you you never met a piece of music that you know that you really just didn't like but you know some people hear something i don't like that move on they just want to hear the same thing that's predictable that they know they like but you're always open it's like okay well let's let's check this out and let's see what it has to offer no matter what it is you know what i mean and i feel like you go throughout your whole life like that and and i was perceiving that as spiritual like that part of you because you play like that too because it's like oh we're going here fine <laughs> you know oh that's interesting that's an interesting connection that i hadn't thought about before actually that's that's cool that's yeah cool. i mean how else can you can you hit techno and stride together because most motherfuckers would be like don't listen to stride or man don't listen to fucking techno that's not real music you know you see what i'm saying mm-hmm. but you find the beauty in both of them and then make it work and then you're excited about it you know like we're, we're in sound check you're like man you're like hey man play this and then you start playing some fucking stride. Uh, oh <laughs> You're taking me back. I'm actually remembering now that I used to that we used to do that. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I still love that stuff. And I still love to boogie down, man. It's interesting that you speak on that because it would be interesting to what if there was and this is just like hypothesis but like what if there were the the conceptualization of school wouldn't be classified by genre you know and it's just music is music mm. and come learn whatever you want and it's all about understanding the feeling of it you know um man that's hard that's hard to teach and it's hard to put like numbers on so you great yeah. yeah oh yeah oh yeah like, that's why it doesn't happen also teachers can't teach things they don't know so if, if a teacher hasn't gone through that journey themselves it makes it incredibly difficult to teach on something they haven't experienced mm-hmm. yeah you know humans are comfortable man and and so just for instance just think about our category of music right that we call jazz it, it's it's first of all it's, it's a huge category in no other music is like it right if you think about country music you'll never be confused when you hear a country song but you can hear a jazz song and be like that ain't jazz you, you know right. like it just won't happen with hip-hop it won't happen with any other category but even though jazz is so open every right. subset of jazz musician is like if you don't play within this these brackets then it ain't jazz i don't want to hear it i don't want to be associated with you you sad like th- this like our mindset is so closed and so i, I think th- at this point in my life i'm interested in an open mindset and figuring out how i can meet people where they are because mm-hmm. then i can hear them and they can hear me and we can have a dialogue about what it is we like and we don't like it and, and, and that's okay we don't have to like it all and we don't we don't have to agree but at least we listen to each other mm-hmm. 
You know what I mean? And you, mm-hmm. I think you, you possess that characteristic, man. You know what I'm saying? And when people hear your music, like we, we should probably check it out here in a second, but you, you got a new record out, Matisse live at the museum. And, um, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what was happening, bro. You was playing all kind of shit. Fucking referencing <laughs> Earth, Wind, and Fire, playing some fucking trash stuff. You was doing everything, I'm sure. But but tell us about it, about this record and in, in, um, the inspiration for it. Well, uh, the record was recorded before the pandemic in 2019 um, on a cold January night. And it was always the intent to make this a record. It was always going to be a live recording at the National Jazz Museum. And it was always, it had been a building project that I've been doing of doing, giving concerts, kind of explaining, giving a brief concert with a brief history of the piano and the music of piano hmm. and, and the music of keyboards really too, you know, uh that's the that was the very very beginning of live at the museum and then that eventually became my its own program its own concert and then eventually i wanted to give a live concert at the museum to get it recorded and that's what happened and people came and it was beautiful and i had a little dance floor (laughs) and i set up the dance floor with the light so people could boogie down and they did and we had some vegan food that was free. So people came for the food and I did a first set. People ate second set. They were feeling warm. It was really cold outside, like one of those New York super colds. Uh, Savannah was there playing the drums. So she played a couple numbers. We played like 24 songs. It was, wow. I really had been working on this for a long time. I even performed this. Do you remember when we went to china together yeah i remember yeah that was <laughs> yeah well i was working on that program while we were there like practicing while we were with bria in china doing a residency at dizzy's shanghai for three weeks right before christmas i was practicing in the morning in our neighborhood there was like these piano stores for some reason we were staying on the street where all the piano stores were it was crazy or all the instrument stores actually mm-hmm. <clears throat> so i would go there every morning pay them whatever it was the fee to practice there and i would practice all this music just learn all this stuff i gave a concert at my parents house mm. when we came back for christmas to to practice playing this music all of this stuff because i was playing Ravel, I was learning this new music and I was like, it was 24 songs. And then we cut it. The album is only 12 of those songs, but there was also a, uh, an artist who was there drawing, doing expressions of what I was playing on the piano because I was narrating a little bit. And you can hear that in the, in the record. There's this, there's a song called snake song. And I speak a little bit over the piano in the same style that Willie the Lion All Smith would do, be, you know, uh, storytelling. Now the record, right. you know, is I'm out, thinking Jelly Roll, not Jelly Roll. Out in a wonderful <laughs> time where uh, I'm, you know, I was able to release the Sound Orchestra album the year before that. It was an EP and it made sense then and it feels right to be 
giving a full album, you know, 50 minutes worth of solo piano music. I got it mastered by my buddy who, who has a, he's a genius when it comes to sound. So the piano sounds like you're just bathing in it. And I just can't wait for people to listen to it. You know, when people ask me, are you, are you nervous? Like, do you feel weird? And I'm just excited, man. I'm just super pumped that people get to share some, I get to share something with people that that's meant something, something that you were a part of too, man, because what we, that was a lot of the preparation while I was in China and we were hanging out. I spent a lot of time and to hang out and, and, and spend time together that influences yeah. all of the stuff that I'm trying to put in. So yes, it is stride and yes, it is that, but at the end of the day, I think it's, it's the experience of each other's presence, people, you know, the, yeah. the experience of being with you, the experience of, of thinking about Duke, the experience of thinking about Thelonious Monk. And so Live at the Museum is kind of that, you know, it's kind of a dramatic way to present it, but it's, it is a, a little walk through at the museum of inside my life and, and like my early influences and the journey of those sounds as I've come to learn about the piano and how to play it. That is beautiful. Let's take a moment right now. We'll we'll listen to um this this next tune is called The Creation of the Worlds. Thank you. 
Yo, that was nice, bro. <laughs> that was nice, bro. Beautiful, man. Beautiful job. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, bro. Yo, how much, how much of that was um, composed and how much of that was improvised? Because I, I hear so many influences from so many different places. And, 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 and you, you also have me fascinated when you were talking about preparing for this concert. So I'd love to hear more about that, too. I mean, it, it was really important that I, like, at least learn the whole thing the whole the way the whole thing that john lewis wrote otherwise there'd be no point in doing anything else other than trying to play that but then naturally when it's time to perform i can't help but go in the you know what you were talking about darren going in the direction of like what i feel could happen and it's like why not like mm -hmm. this is what the music is for like if it feels like something's got to happen let's let's just jump into it and so the things that happen where you hear those influence, perhaps that's what's going on there. Like, I would say, I don't know. It's always a funny question. If you, the, the piece is composed, but I always play with form and adding a little section and then opening it up. And definitely the whole arrangement of the way I'm performing it is, is this was performed for a, a small chamber ensemble. So this wasn't written for piano. So in that sense already, it's its its own arrangement. Yeah, man. That, it's it's a hard thing because like we're, we're you're you are a true improviser. So like so everything you play is improvised, right? And, and we didn't really get into this, Greg, but Matisse studied classical music like a motherfucker. He went to a classical conservatory. He's a classical pianist. And and so for, for you to even have that perspective, and Greg is actually a classically trained clarinetist, so <laughs> who also improvises. So so it's it's you know, it's a different kind of brain that you, the people like y'all have, right? Because you 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 understand what it is to play the same thing exactly the same every time, but then also you understand the freedom of improvisation. And and I think in this situation you skirted between the two beautifully. Thank you, man. I really yeah. appreciate that. I really yeah. appreciate that. Yeah, man, yeah. Since, since you brought up classical music, um, how do you, um, are, when you're like improvising, um, I mean, like, actually, so let me rewind that. When you're shedding, are you improvising a lot or do you spend most of your time like shedding, like actually like working out technique and um, repertoire and things like that? How do you approach that? I found recently and it keeps changing like what a good shed <laughs> is but the most productive time and the most fulfilling replenishing creative vibrational time is when i sit with records and i play along with them or i learn exactly what is going on and i just get deep into it and i just meditate into a track a song or like a recording and i'm not even the goal is not even to transcribe it and it's like i've written it now it's just to go back and just to like play with it you know and i whether i'm spending time with bud powell's language on the piano or chords or like a chris anderson chords or if i'm spending time with john lewis's 
chamber music, for ballets, like what is actually going on with the harmony and digging. There's two, two practices, really. One is digging into other people's stuff and the other is working on your shit. So, <laughs> Matisse, why, why is music important to you? Why is music important to me? Yeah. <laughs> because music is music is life. Music is uh, that might sound, you know, music is the universe. Music, <laughs> music is life. <laughs> music is life. Music is music is the what I'm speaking to you. Music is what you're speaking to me. Music is the creation that created this laptop so that we could speak to each other. Uh, I believe that music is much more deeper than just something that we're hearing on the radio. It's in our heartbeats. It's it's in the wind and in the trees. It's in it's in when you walk in on the subway or you hear the train coming. There's music. There's a music that exists of of a song of a great story. Always, it is what connects us. It's in our blood. You know, that's mm -hmm. why it's important to me. Mm -hmm. Okay, wait, wait. So, so now I'm, I'm gonna raise I'm gonna raise you another question now. And, you know, I think again, like I'm a teacher, so I'm always dealing with cats at a, at a young age and an early stage of their development. And one of the hard things I get is like they always feel like sometimes they're doing that. So now the other question is, how do you, as a listener, how do you differentiate when all those things you just mentioned are happening in a musical performance when they're not happening? Hmm. <laughs> have you ever thought of that, or do you have any way of articulating that? When, sorry, when what's happening and, and what's not happening? Well, you were speaking on music being everything and the vibrational force. Yeah. Oh, everything. yeah. And so, I mean, I, I hope you you maybe have seen some jive shit in your life. I'm just but that's still part <laughs> of the, things disconnected from that. Yeah, but the thing is, that's still part of the universe and like the reality of now. And as, uh, if you see something that's not going so well, you still learn something from it. Mm -hmm. There's still... There's still a harmony to it, you know, uh, and and that kind of helps me, you know, opening up not opening up the mind to being able to listen to music without any prejudice or or because this doesn't fit in a certain ideology, I won't listen to it. You know what you're talking about, Darian. Mm -hmm. But uh, for me, the way that I connect that is. For example, with classical music, I'm trying not to learn that through reading it anymore. I just kind of play it and transcribe it. Not even transcribe it, but the same way that I would do to a record of Thelonious Monk playing alone, I do the same thing to someone playing box music. And that's how I learn the music, still through trying to hear it. And, and there's no goal. There's The goal is not to finish the song and have this this product the goal is just to really love learning it feels like you're learning when you're learning orally anyway mm. it's helping to blur those lines between musics yeah for me at least you know you know the craziest thing i think the scariest and craziest thing to do in life is to uh find a way to be honest all the time and whenever you're creating art it requires honesty for it to to for it to be sincere and for it then to be good but it is also like i said before simultaneously like the scariest thing that you can do because you got to be honest with yourself you got to be honest with your audience how do you, how did you or how do you conquer that part of the creation process from from moment to moment 
Um, being easy on myself. Mm. Being aware and active about being kind to myself and to trust myself so that in the process of giving there is no doubt that i am who i am well that's beautiful hmm. <laughs> <laughs> man I, yeah. I, you know and man as, as you're saying that too man it's like that's been one of the hardest things for me to internalize through you know just my growth as a person and especially through music too man and you know i i just like as you're saying that i have, i'm thinking my classical clarinet teacher back in college he's like you didn't start the note right no no you're, you're supporting not supporting the air correctly this stuff blah 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 and man I, I do agree so much in what you're saying that again a lot of life is just learning how to be nice to yourself uh -huh. learning how to accept the moment and see the beauty in all these things mm -hmm. without that without that mean teacher <laughs> yeah. yeah well finding a way to be your own teacher really yeah. and then obviously we are each other's teachers naturally through conversation and catching up about life uh, we live this life together all of us yeah uh, that's the whole point but that that's a fascinating thing for me that's why the record is a mandala mm. Because uh, that's a symbol, obviously, from Buddhism and meditation, and that's so intricately aligned with the kind of music I'm trying to create. Definitely the state I was in while I was playing the music, um, deep, trying to be aware and open as possible, and to play all of that and, and not feel guilty that I'm playing all of that, or to not feel uh, insecure or to not feel ashamed or to feel excited, to feel in control, you know? Just being aware of what the fuck is going on when I'm playing, because <laughs> that's the, uh, the meditation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I, I remember. So there it's done in a solo form. Sorry. No, I was just going to say something in response to that about when I first moved to New Orleans and, and uh, you know, I was feeling all those feelings, insecure and ashamed and weird. And I remember one time I said that to, to this cat, Ashlyn Parker. I don't know if you know him. He's a trumpet player. <laughs> and I was about to go on stage. I do know him. Okay, cool. So we about to go on stage. And I'm, I'm like, yo, man, I feel weird, man. And he said, well, maybe you're supposed to feel weird. And he started counting the song off. <laughs> you know, I'll never forget that because it's like, it's okay to be to be what you are in this moment is basically what the lesson I learned from that. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, which is deep because sometimes I'm glad we're talking about this because sometimes you do feel all kinds of feelings: insecure, scared, too excited, sleepy. You know, <laughs> you can be, you can be or, or angry because your band leader says some fucked up shit to you right before you go on stage, and you know we know about that. You, you can, but you still got to do your job. Yeah, you know? it, could be, it could be anything. Or, or there's a situation going on. You're worried about someone. This, you know, it's yeah. life stuff. And that's what I mean about school, about getting us prepared 
as beings of dealing with all the emotions and the intricacies that intertwine music making, creativity, and being alive on this planet. And stuff like meditation or or at least discussions like this of just kind of what's happening help, I believe, in being aware, like, oh yeah, man, like that's true. I could be easier on myself. Even me speak being in a space right now where I can speak it puts me in a in a place of practice of trying to do that but then it invites y'all to then share whatever y'all are working through as well and mm -hmm. this kind of space specifically as a group well-being could be put into schools and that that in, in reference to your first question i really feel like that's something that would be so great to incorporate and then again what you said you can't teach something you don't have so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. I, 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 sorry, um, Matisse, did you have a master's? Did you, what, what level of education did you accomplish? Did you I, I accomplished all the way to bachelor's, and then I <laughs> that's, that's a poor way of asking the question. But you know what, what's what's man? I'm just as you're saying all that kind of stuff, man. And I, I really respect and and totally believe in in everything, all the knowledge you're dropping right now. Um, but, you know, a lot of times I, I run into people and students that have a, a hard time balancing maybe what you're saying with maybe like the authoritative regime of like an institution. Definitely. So I'm like, do you have any advice for those kind of cats that are maybe like like grappling with like, what, do I go to school? Do I deal with this? Like, how, how do you how do you mm -hmm. even navigate through these situations and people that um, that may not come from the same place that you are? Um. I gotta practice more on not saying um. The same, <laughs> the same way when I play, I don't wanna start each phrase with the same way. I'm trying to be aware of how I start each phrase, whether it's in music or in speaking. So tell me if I say um. I don't wanna <laughs> say um. Uh, Ah, hey, there you go. There you go. <laughs> that was that was uh, that was an uh, man. You yeah. good? You good? Do your thing, man. With all that, I forgot the question. Do you, do you do man? Do you do you have any advice? Advice for these kids? I remember now. It depends on what you're looking for. Okay. This is advice. This is not the facts, but this is just advice. If you're looking to move to somewhere and you don't know anyone and you feel like going to school will help you settle in this place and you're a young student, then go. If that's going to help you be in this place. But if you feel like you can be in this place, without having to go to the school, then perhaps you don't need to go to school. Now, obviously, there's the thing about getting a degree. That is a fair argument. Get a degree, like at least a bachelor degree or something. I don't know. I don't have a master's, and I don't know how that's going to kick my ass later on. But, <laughs> but at the end of the day, we're working on different things, and some, I mean, it's interesting. Some people are asking, should I come to New York? Should I not? 
Should I, should I go to school? New York's not the same right now. You know, the pandemic's really hit New York in a bad way. It's, it's upsetting almost uh, what it's done to the scene. There's the warriors and the heroes definitely were out here, you know, you, you're out here, you know, Darian, but you know that the, on the community level, it's not quite the same as what it used to be. So it's still being healed and that's just the reality of where we're at and things will get better. The, it can only want to, people only want to go in the other direction. Uh, and that's all that matters. I'd say even if you go to school, let's say now you have to go to school, you are in school and you want to be more in touch with this part of music and the spirituality and stuff. Be, having acceptance with the situation you're in is also a spirituality because then it allows you to move on with it and do what you got to do. That uh, spirituality is not an escape. It's, it's a mechanism by which you deal with what's happening in front of you with spirit. And that spirit can be joy or whatever you want to go through. So it's hard to say, obviously, who needs what, but I'm glad I came. See, I'm still glad I came because I, I made wonderful friends who I still play music with till the day and have connections that will be for lifetimes. And yeah, it sucks to have to work all the time. But look at us now. It's 9 p.m. and we're working. So <laughs> yeah, it's that's that's a that's a hard question that all these kids are gonna have to answer, and they're gonna have to do a lot of uh, meditating and thinking before they make their decision. Because I I don't think it's it's, it's the same. Like there used to be a, a time where you had to go to school to accomplish certain things, but now we you don't, and so you gotta you just gotta do that that mathematical equation and figure out. You know, do you need it or don't you need it? Because mm -hmm. honestly, music is a trade. So, you know, think about that before <laughs> before you pay a certain amount for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is what I would say. You know, plumbing is a trade too. And plumbers make a hell of a lot more money than musicians do. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, think about that. You got to, you got to just kind of be ready to go through some punches, I think. Yeah, and I'm talking about performing musicians. If you want to be a teacher, then take your ass to school. You, you're gonna need it. Mm -hmm. But if you if you're gonna just be out here playing, that's true. That's very true. I was gonna say, if you really just want to play, there are many people out here who just want to play, and they aren't, and that's all that's needed. And we don't need a system to to know who can play, who can't. That no, it's very clear. <laughs> <laughs> Either you can or you cannot. Yeah. And that's as simple as it is. You have the feeling or you don't. And no, no paper will tell us yes or no. Like that's, that's also the truth of it. Yeah. I appreciate like what you said too. Yeah. At the end of the day too, you got to get in touch with yourself and figure out what you need. And, and 
only we can give ourselves what we ultimately need. And that's, that's an important part in our development as people to, to get in touch with that. Right. Yeah. It's funny because sometimes people go to school for validation, you know, they to, or to appease, you know, like you're, appe- you're appeasing your parents or your peers, or you need validation and you got a piece of paper. So now you're intelligent. <laughs> yeah. But that's just, you know, you gotta be careful of those kinds of things too. Figure out what you want to do and didn't do that. And school ain't going nowhere. You can go to school when you're 65 if you want to. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Maybe it'll be free then, you know. <laughs> Look, ten times worse. Right, maybe all right. <laughs> Matisse, man, we we coming to the end, man. This, this was beautiful, man. I, I really enjoyed this, man. You you really uh I think you really this was a vulnerable conversation. So I I, I appreciate you, man, for that. Yeah. Thank you so much. I feel good. I, it was such a cool vibe, but you know, I'm, uh, I just, I wish, I hope to do it again and, oh, yeah. and, and tune in and watch all the shows. And is this also a podcast, right? This will be yeah. a podcast. Yeah. It's a podcast. So, you know, every, everybody, you, you base more people listen to it than they do watch it. So that's, that's where we at with it, but that's still, great. Yeah. That's going to be, that's going to be, I can't wait to listen to it. What's up to all the fans. speaking of fans why don't you go ahead and uh tell everybody where to buy your merchandise and how they can sign up for your meditation classes and (laughs) all that stuff (laughs) (laughs) um just uh album comes out on friday my website is my name and all the information is on there and you'll just You'll know what you'll just know what to do. You go on there, you'll see the tour dates. Working on stuff for April, working on stuff for the summer. Like really cool news. This is a re- I'm this is a really cool news happening, and I I want to make sure I find a, a very good way so people can get access to the news. Obviously Instagram, but on the website as well. And good luck to both of you too. Thank you for uh, for having me. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure having you and I appreciate uh, getting a chance to sit down and, and, and pick your mind a little bit. And thank you for sharing all your wisdom and experiences. And uh, hopefully that'll reverberate into the universe and influence some other minds. So so dig it, y'all. Go to MatissePicard.com. And Matisse is spelled like Mathis for all our listeners out there. <laughs> M-A-T-H-I-S-P-I-C-A-R-D.com and uh buy his brand new record that's coming out this friday uh january 28th and uh also send him a message dm matisse and make sure he he uh starts his meditation courses uh on zoom so y'all can all tune in while he plays piano and and does some alms for you not alms but some alms (laughs) 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 all right y'all my name is darian douglas my name is Gregory Ajid. Thank you so much, Matisse. This Thank you so much. Thank you, bro. Catch y'all next time. Later. <laughs>